When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. With me, Russell Guyver, my co-host Peter Marsh. Hello, Peter. Hello, Russ. And we have two guests with us. There may be more to follow, by the way. But we have Matthew, who's been on a couple of times before. Arsenal fan from North London. Yeah, he's a proper Arsenal fan. Indeed. Welcome to the show. or Welcome back to the show, Matthew. Thank you, Russell. Nice to see you again. You too. Good to have you on. And also, very briefly in the past, we've had on the other guests that we have with us, Peter's friend Lawrence, Lawrence Tickle, who is from Crouch End. And we were in the lovely Clapton Beer beer shop, weren't we, in uh, Stroudgreen High Street, on the way to Worthing Away at uh, Potter's Bar? Oh, Potter's Bar, Potter's Bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence didn't come to the game, but he was with us for the beers, and that's all that matters. Welcome back to the podcast, Lawrence. Thank you very much. I'm great to be for my second appearance on the... Uh Excellent. There's a very good reason we've got you two on as well. Uh, One of them is you just happen to be out for this social with us in the pub. That's actually the main reason. Although, very conveniently, you are, respectively, Arsenal and Liverpool fans. Arsenal, of course, a lot of transfer scenarios. We'll be talking about that tonight. I'm sure we will, yeah. And Liverpool, we're just going to talk about the cup game, aren't we, Peter, in regard to that one? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Another victory for the mighty Albion against the, well, the, the shrinking Reds at the moment. I don't know what's going on with them. We'll maybe talk about that in some, uh, well, in some level later on. Uh, what we're going to start with, though, let's do a quick summary, because as, as soon as we finished the last bloody podcast, where we were talking about the Chelsea bid for Caicedo, shitloads of stuff happened, didn't it? And I couldn't be bothered to add any more in, so we're going to talk about it all now. But let's, before let's I, make it brief. Before but, we move go on to Caicedo, yeah. I'd like to say that I... I literally predicted that Chelsea would be big for either Fasado or Fernandez. And as it stands, <laughs> it, it, looks like, friend, it? it looks like Fernandez is happening. Yeah. So yeah. I was right. Chelsea are basically throwing money at a player they can get an eight and a half year contract now when they can't do it in the summer. Yep. So I, I would like to say that I, if anyone's listening and wants to like hire me for my predictions for a lot of money, <laughs> that would be great. You know, I, I start at 10 million. Are you Star Peter instead of Star Lizard? 
Well, anyway, let's move on. So, Casado, so what happened was, as soon as we finished recording, uh, Chelsea had made their bid, 55 million, which was derisory, and was, by all accounts, laughed out of the uh, room. And didn't bother Casado at all. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately after we finished recording, Arsenal put in a bid for 60 million. I think it, think it was on the Friday night, wasn't it? I think yeah. that's right. Uh, which was rejected, and then, uh, I'll try and get the timeline right here. He at some point put in a transfer request, in effect, that by night, that, yeah. that night, by putting a social media message. I say he did, it might have been his agent. Uh, someone I, put I, a I, message don't, on. I don't agree with that. He, if on his social account, he allowed it to happen. Whether Wait. or not it was his agent or not who was like the one leading it, he, he chose that agent, he literally just moves that agent. Get angry, are we, Peter? Well, go on, go on. No, 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 it's like, I, don't, I think players can hide behind agents too much, and I think the agent obviously assholes. He would have tailored but the thinking. He literally was involved in it. It was his Twitter account, and his Instagram, however. He let it happen. It's like, let's, let's not defend Casado. No. He, he was the one who pushed this. He chose that agent, like, uh -huh. literally a week before. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'll have to do that joke as well. It's, it's the Casado song. Just to explain but to the yeah. others in the room, yeah. He chose his agent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yes, I see what you did there. They also came pretty from Ecuador, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's like, you can't, you know, it's like, you can't just hide behind them and say that they did it. It was his Twitter uh, Instagram account. That's was, true, that's true, yeah. But he was, he was advised, clearly. But he, he chose the people who advised him, so it's like, well, you know. It, yeah. Well, whatever happened, essentially... And these people obviously have no, don't give a shit about him, because they've, they've got one other client who's any good, and that's the guy who's in Leverkusen, who's also in Ecuador, and he's not as good as in Casado, so he, he's basically a payment for them. Yeah. This is a recent new change in agent, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know. Last week was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And essentially, he put, he effectively put in a transfer request by posting that social media thing, trying to call the bluff of the club. Unless he had already done it, apparently. Well, yeah. Calling the bluff of the club, and another bid went in at some point, we think, was it on Sunday, for 70 mil, or 65 yeah. rising to 70 from well, Arsenal. Unless you've one perfectly set day with 70, but all of them reviews, so... There's rumours of a 90 as well, I don't know if that's true or not. No, I've not seen rumours. I'm not really I think, sure I think the true. simple thing is, we're probably never going to have this chance of Europe ever again, because there's mm. going to be Chelsea Liverpool will not be so shit next year, and yeah. to my mind... We're not in today's show. We're not going to invest because if we're ever going to invest today or this week, would have been the chance because we have a real chance of Europe. But Bloom and Barber chose not to invest in any new players. But what we're not going to do is uh, is compromise ourselves unnecessarily. If you've got no. assets, we won't hold on. We'll, no, but we'll also we're not also going to invest as well in the fact that we've got we've got four or five players out at the weekend, and we've got like. Yeah. You know, we, we've got a lot of games coming in the next few months, but also we've got two chances of Europe, and they've not chosen to invest in it. It does. We've made so much money on transfers the last like two years. It just makes you wonder what's the point in some ways. It's like, well, well, this is the problem with glass ceilings. We've got to a certain level. We all run as well as we possibly could be to break into a yeah, greater uh, sphere. And I'm not saying invest in people who are going to cost like 25 million at 30 years old. Like, I'm talking about yeah. people like Bettini who was the one who was invested. Yeah. They were like Lingwood Braga yesterday who's like 30 million but would probably Euros but probably would be a lot more maybe in a few years time. Bettini, we're coming to him later on. You'll jump at the gun here, Peter. But I, I think the fact that we've not invested shows that they're yeah. not that bothered about like moving to the next level. They kind of... They, I mean, we're not going to probably get to Europe now because we've not... A few injuries will probably limit our Ooh. season. I sense Sir is on a downer. No, I'm pretty pissed off the fact they've not. I, I don't. I don't see it that way at all. 
Honest, I'll just pick up on your point about this being your only season you'll be able to challenge European football. I think Brighton, I think you've got everything in place that you need to have to push on and, and to be challenging regularly. But we have, but then Chelsea Liverpool will improve a lot over the next... For me, there won't be a week maybe. lead. But Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea have spent £500 million pounds on this crap team that they've got at the moment. And but a lot of that's this window, which will then improve. Yeah, well, they've what? They're going to spend another £100 million maybe on, on Fernandes, who will be... I mean, he fine. will be brilliant. Fine. He may not do it immediately, but he will be brilliant. This time. But, but they're spending. They're spending at the moment, and they're spending a lot of money, and you're still better. And yeah, I but think, they're, I they're, think they're window ones were like kind of Koulibaly and Aubameyang players who were a bit old and not really that great. Whereas like the, the new ones are like quite young yeah. and quite and well improved and and like Fernandes is like brilliant now anyway. I still think your challenge. I still think your challenge will be up there next season. Challenge. You've got I think we'll be top half. I just don't think we'll be top seven. I think you will. I think you can. I think you can do it this season. I think you can do it next season. I think you can finish. I think you can finish fifth this season. I see no reason why. We, we could, but my worry is we've got a small squad with the player games left to play. And that once you get past 17, 18, we do. I think the weekend our bench will look very weak because we have four or five players out and we'll have a very weak bench. I, I, you don't I, I, do. I think they'll be overly cautious, Peter. You're, you know, there's Brighton have been playing very well this season, and all the teams that you're talking about, they've got bigger problems than Brighton have. They, they have. You, you're like saying because they were good 12 months ago, they'll improve. I, I think it's more likely Brighton will stay at their, their level now than their those teams will improve. But I, I think my worry is we've got a couple of injuries, and I think we'll be. There are certain players who are so important to us that we lost them I think yeah. it's a fair say isn't it? They, yeah that's true I, I mean I'm more inclined to agree with Lawrence and Matthew overall I do agree with you to a certain extent though I think that we, we are prone that there was a little bit of a weakness in our squad partly to do with numbers I think we're one or two shorter than yeah. we would like to be that's all I'm saying and Lalana and Welbeck and Webster have, have had some ongoing injury issues and Lampty which, as well and Lampty to a well. certain extent and, it, and they cover certain spots that other people yeah. might and then we've got players who haven't got that much experience yeah. like Van Hecker and and Enciso yeah. and Enciso like and how can you not get this right Peter Enciso I said He's that and American. you looked at me they're judging me <laughs> Although but, that's nothing on Alistair with the match day special. Van Hecke. Oh, no, I'm not forgiving that ever. Van Hecke. Van Hecke. Anyway, sorry. There are, there are, I think there's, we're relying quite a lot on young players and yeah. players who've got a debatable fitness record. And obviously Ferguson, we don't know how soon he'll be fit. And so but, I mean, well, you, you say that, but I think Matthew's point about Chelsea is really pertinent because... There's no very cohesive thinking going on there. They've got a lot of money to burn. They're throwing that money out there. there but if you don't have, a, it, yeah, they keep throwing it, and to a certain extent, some of that, that will pay off. Yes. But how much and how soon? They, they, there's no cohesive thinking there. That's not a team with a formula. No, it's not. I think Liverpool do have a formula. It's gone off the rails, but they've got a formula. Man City have a formula. I think Arsenal have a formula now. They're working towards Man United. Actually, uh, well, they've started to get it together. Chelsea, to me, don't have a formula. That's my point. Most of that big seven all have a very strong structure yeah. and a lot of money, and we don't have that either. Well, we have a strong structure, but not that money. But, but so you, it's going to be much harder next season, I think, probably. So. I don't know, but you've got a fantastic... I don't know, 
were really talking about before, your scouting network or just the way you attract players. The players you, you get on board are incredible. And Absolutely. And I, and I think... I think got, you don't need to have the millions and millions of pounds that Chelsea have, like just splurging on whoever. When you can do things sensibly, and do things I'm not suggesting like anything on yeah. Chelsea. What I think was one or two purchases over the last week would have been great yeah. to add to our squad, have a bit more depth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not like in any way suggesting we should have thrown a couple of ten million pound signings. Would have been, and I know catchy saying it in a bright moment, ridiculous, yeah. but would have been added depth to our squad and you, you agree what I'm saying there in a sense yeah yeah I get what you're saying yeah, yeah. But we don't um, in terms of like 16 to 17 players we've got really good yeah. depth but there's and one or lost, two more and then yeah you've lost quite a we've had four or five well. yeah Trust was obviously gone to some arsehole team you know <laughs> incredible that's going to be a fight <laughs> ladies and gentlemen but four or five players are potentially out the weekend, so and our bench I think was quite thin. Yeah, and it, it is, yeah, and Bournemouth on our Berg, bogey teams as well. So it, yeah, it suddenly starts to look a little bit like we're a little bit thin in that sense. Yeah. That's I, all I'm saying. I agree. Like, I just think with Chelsea, there's no cohesiveness. Yes, they've still got the swagger and the money that could end up above us. But I do think yeah. we've, we've broken through a couple of thresholds in terms of this recruitment policy. We were getting some of it wrong, weren't we, before. Lacardia, to a certain extent, Johan Match. You could talk about various other players. We could list a number of players, couldn't we, um, who weren't making it. We were getting some of it right. Now we're getting a lot of it right yeah. at the top end yeah. of the scale but for us. Seasons, the issue is also that we all know the table goes in summer. Yeah. 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 Even the Zerbi said that. It's like or, literally... Or will he? Part, no, no. Which is part of the really, <laughs> the really annoying about him being yeah. a dickhead now and his agent being dickheads now because... Everyone said he'd be going to summer. Allegedly, and that I'll, means I'll, completely. I don't want to just, you know, just uh, you know, have a go at Arsenal. He could have. He go on, go, Peter. Wants to go to Arsenal to win the league, but he probably will win more longer term by going to a Liverpool or City. Oh. I was, I was. <laughs> <saying, laughs> that really, that really is going to be a fight. That really is going to be a fight now. A Liverpool no. <laughs> the money they've got, I think, probably that they, Liverpool have probably got a, they fight in midfield now. I think if they got Casado. They, as a start in midfield, I think they probably would. Their midfield's the only thing that's problem. Yeah. I don't know, the fence has been a bit shaky this season as well. Yeah, Van Dyke's out. It's like, I don't think Alexander Rodgers is not a fence, he's like midfield. No, exactly, well, yeah. we, we, we spoke to Neil Atkinson, well, I spoke to Neil Atkinson earlier last week. Yeah, he week. said we're favourites for your conference league. <laughs> He said if we, if we qualify, we might be favourites. Actually, joking aside, that probably would be. He didn't say it might be, he said it would be favourites. We're favourites. But then you're talking about which teams are we talking about there. And actually, that's a fairly good point. But that, that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say was, Liverpool's uh, situation, according to Neil Atkinson, I think it's true. They were qualifying, or something. They were trying to, they were trying to attack four fronts. They were aiming for the quadruple. And every single game last season, there was something on it. It's very unusual for that to be the case for any team ever. And they, but it, and it, it was the same the playing like about 15 more games each than exactly, the end yeah, of the yeah. season. And that's why they're so tired. That's probably why they're getting in so a, many In a injuries. weird way, they're better off yeah. finishing eighth this year. Yeah. yeah. So I genuinely think that because they wouldn't have Europe at all. Yeah. And they could focus on the league then and stuff. I, I and would, then rebuild. So I, I would put money on the winning the title now for next season. If they didn't finish yeah. the league, if they avoid so the Europa League. You have to take a lot of caveats into account for Liverpool. Where they'll finish next year, I don't know. But this year, they're dead and buried. And I genuinely think we'll finish above them this oh, season Klopp has a permanent look of confusion on his face whenever they pan to me especially playing Brighton unless unless he's doing a press conference with his Liverpool mug 
In which case, he's showing his teeth going, ha, ha, ha. Well, yeah, I mean, literally, I grew up watching Brighton lose a Barnet 3-0, Rochdale 3-0, you know, Scunthorpe 3-0, teams like that. You've and lived, just, Peter. And we've just beaten Liverpool twice at home in the place of, like, 16 days. It's just like, and it's not a shot. Yeah, yeah you still don't think... It's, it's not, not a shot. No, I... I my worry is death. It literally, a few injuries. That's that's my worry. Yeah. I, 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 I think, think if we keep him fit, I think we'll be fine. I think we will do it. And Sadie's inter- interested when he comes back. We'll be okay. But I think the, the issue is a couple of injuries. So it's not that far off. You need that. You need that depth. Ferguson obviously went down quite. The, the rumor is that he's okay. Not too bad. And that's why we've not gone for a striker today. But. I still would have rather gone for struggle today as well. It provokes discussion, doesn't it, Matthew? Just him, Peter. Peter, Also, can I just say we talked about getting a striker for years. Ferguson is literally brilliant. I mean, yeah, yeah. he was too negative about Brighton. I think he is. I think he is. And this is a weird flip on the usual. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not being, I'm genuinely not being negative. I'm just like worried about a few in, a couple of injuries. No, I mean, the one really issue we do have is the depth, depth could be a bit yeah. of an issue. Trossard's gone to Arsenal. Uh, for the same reason you signed him for the same reason that we thought he would be good to keep potentially his depth yeah Yeah. we Um, thought you guys in the league cup and we our our reserves eventually beat your reserves quite comfortably but it was why you guys are saying half reserves both teams it's 8 and 10 I think it was like changes yeah yeah. I mean I said he's returned of our goalkeeper (laughs) yeah he wasn't turning for Zillian oh yes he wasn't great was he (laughs) but the rest of it was like about 8 changes 7 changes 8 changes sort of thing and we were like so you were about 10 and we were like Eight, so we're quite close, and considering that we're going for possibly seventh or eighth or sixth, yeah. and you guys are going to cycle it, yeah. it was pretty telling that we were that much better than you. I don't think we were that much better. I don't, I don't think it was, uh, Other than ten minutes, I think probably you didn't really have the time in the game. Like, so, so, so. I don't know. I don't know. I think you can see things in different ways. There really is going to be a fight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, and that's why I brought him in tonight. Matthew, this is going to be great. Great start, second half. It's hugely important. Yeah. And Trossard will add to that for you. If he's interested and up for it, he will be brilliant for that. Look at the City game. Yeah, we lost. But he was fantastic. And that was, again, we made six changes. Yeah. That game. Yeah, I was saying to Matthew off, off air earlier that I think it's a good signing all round because I think we can afford, well, depth aside, we can afford Trossard as a starting 11 loss because we've got Mitima there and we've got other people that can play central. Um, yeah, how much do you rather have Mitima than Trossard? Yeah. yeah. All the Arsenal fans I know love him. Yeah, he's a good player. But it's, it's a good signing for Arsenal, it's a good signing for the player. And his agent, no doubt. Uh, but it's okay for us as well because we've got people in those positions, well, at least in first choice. Through, in that's first choice, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the same Mitchell will come through since yeah. Trossard yeah. basically stopped. And yeah, he did. And against you guys, he when, when we lost 4 2, he, he came off under an hour. We got more threatening after he came, he came off and Ferguson came on. Because Ferguson was interested and Trossard wasn't really. He, he lost, I think, whatever happened at World Cup. You're always speaking to players who are earning a lot more money than him. He wasn't interested enough anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely did. Before that, he got seven goals in like 14 games, which is a hell of a record in a, at that point, certainly for a quite a long time at that point, a non-scoring team. And, and then it, obviously we then, the last few games for international break, we kind of started scoring and then went a bit crazy after that. But, before, but while he was scoring 7 and 14, he wasn't that big a scoring team. Yeah. And he was brilliant. He was, he's, he's got the first five goals from Deserby. 
He's an excellent player. Yeah. I've always thought he looks he looks slightly unwell. There's something <laughs> wrong. Kind of well, we all said this as well. Yeah. <laughs> this and, and since I've raised the issue, loads of people's wives have said they they wanted to mother look like they wanted to mother him because he looks sickly. My wife said he looks like a sickly Victorian child. <laughs> I mean, that's a great description. Probably could be paid £25 a week, though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like he's a bit ill, <laughs> So, now he's got even more mothers. There's more wives, girlfriends, and an out-and-out Arsenal fans who are female who might want to mother him. You'll look after him. You'll look after yeah. him. I'm down. I was worried for him. While well, Jesus is out, I think he'll be a strong competitor with Enketia, because I think he's actually pretty up there being Enketia for that role. Yeah. He won't compete with Marcelli or Saka because they're far better than him. Yeah, but I mean, that's where he's, he's been played at the moment, is on that left, that left yeah. side. Yeah. But he won't get first choice of that, whereas, actually, I think while Jesus is out, I, don't know. I think he could compete with Enketia. I don't know, Enketia's been very, He's very played good. there for quite as well. He's like, I, I like Enketia. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I don't know. At the moment, he's not going to knock Nketiah out of that position. So. Well, he went up, but he's got to work and like kind of yeah. make, and make got, an impact. And then we've got Jesus as well, you know. Yeah, so exactly. very obviously, we won't, we won't compete with him. Yeah. This is quite interesting to me, because he may well get the games to win a league title this year, but then next season, if you guys, you've got Jesus, Marcelli, Saka, Nketiah, probably invested one or two more players. Where does that trust start? Probably get dropped out a little bit, because he's like 21 million, pretty small fry for you guys. So where does he fit in after that? Well, it's not. I, I don't think his price tag is anything. Well, but just generally, he's but, but quite like, small price. Yeah, I see, I see yeah but European campaign. If he invested one players, or two more players, then yeah, I can see. I can see him, you know, being, being properly fringe. Being used in cup games. Yeah. And yeah. Certainly as, as kind of a backup, you know, yeah. sub for Martinelli or something. Fringe stages like in the. Uh, but you might invest in a more expensive backup Martinelli though, or if you win champ, if you win the you win the league. I think you can actually. I do, and I think he's, when he's come on, they say he come on against Man United, made an impact straight away, and he started against City, he was excellent. So I do think he, um, I don't know. I don't know what's in the mind of. It's all about. Probably, twenty-one million, and it's quite a cheap option. So yeah. when you missed out on Mudrick, rising to twenty-seven when they win the title. But still, probably quite a cheap option to get someone in. Can I just yeah, say? And he is. But next season, I wonder where he fits in. Can I just say? It's all on thin lines. In another, in another world, in Ketia doesn't make a difference in a title challenge in this season he might the goals he scored now might make the difference or later on down the line and Trossard being a cover in that position might make the difference down the line it's on small margins what, what Arsenal have done is they've got into that strong position and now unless they nuclearly fuck it up they are going to be the, either the title winners or they're going right to the wire at the very least and the small margins might make a difference and Ketia is he the, the best striker in the division? No, well, no, Haaland is, and there's probably others there. But is he enough within a squad that's functioning together, there's a good unity, the synergy, all the other stuff like that? That's what matters. Yeah, exactly. You look at Haaland, Haaland scored a million goals, but since you're actually worse off than they were this time. Yeah, they've sort of disrupted it, haven't they? Yeah. They used to have a very, very, like, kind of fluid front line that moved around and... But now they've got very much a centre forward who they have to get a ball to. And yeah, actually, yeah, he scores a lot of goals, but no one else does. 
So, I'm just going to say, with regards to Arsenal, just a final line on them, is that uh, I sent you a message after the Man United game saying, you're going to bloody do this, and you said, nope, we'll fuck it up somehow. Classic football fan response, which I love. Proper football fan. But... But it's but there are moments in in seasons where you know something. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I think purely on to, on this season, missing out on Mudrick and getting Trossard will be a big bonus for you. You've got a Premier League a Premier League player rather than some random player who's played in Ukraine for like about. 30 games he's often like ready Peter I think yeah, exactly. he's genuinely done it against these teams in England yeah. he will be a lot better for you this season he may not be longer he knows the division but he is literally so much better than Woodrick yeah. is now I am glad he didn't spend all that money obviously yeah. and I'm glad Bless we haven't spent all that money to see either because I, I don't think that both of them are players that have had maybe one season where, they, where they've done the business and there's no guarantee that they yeah. can carry on doing that for no I, I agree I think Crusader is not worth what we're saying to you yeah. but to us he is worth that absolutely and that's the difference that's what people on the Twitter yeah. arseholes don't understand to us, he's so he's literally the best player probably to play for right never. Him and Callister and Osage are such a they're literally the crux of our whole team. Yeah. But to you guys, yeah, he's not worth when he won't come in probably initially and play that first choice midfield probably. He'll have to like fight his way above Jacker initially. What better than Dirk Lehman, Peter? <laughs> Even better than Batistupi, Bat- 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 what's his name? Batistupi, Bat- 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 yeah. <laughs> or even Damon Hilton. Matthew's looking at us, you don't want to know, Matthew. You don't want to know. Matthew Piedi was our We don't want to know. He did not win the World Cup, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Christian Bad. Oh, God. Oh, man. We've been through oh, a lot. Let's, let's just say... And our Arsenal fucking loanees, like Gislason, who was like, loaned to us while we were at <laughs> And it was, that's how shit he was, that he was like, loaned to Brighton when we were at Gillingham. That was how good he was. <laughs> and we had Phil Neal's son, Ashley Neal, from Liverpool on loan. At one point, he was like, literally one of the worst players to ever play for the club. <laughs> um, on the, on the Casado thing, we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit more about it later. It's transfer deadline day, by the way, in the pub. It's yeah, just well, moved not, now. Not only in the pub, it's everywhere. It's just moved now. It's just moved, yeah. <laughs> but we are in the pub on transfer deadline day. So there may be breaking news as we record this at some point. But as it stands, we don't think it's going to happen. What are we looking at? He's winding you up. He's winding me up. He's saying there's a deal done. You get. We'll get, we'll get to you in a minute, Lawrence. across the line. Your card is Mark Lawrence, you troublemaker. Have you got anything to say for yourself? I just want to say, I'm uh, posting one or two Twitter for any week. Uh, Are you outside the training of... ground? Yes. <laughs> Have you got somebody pushing a dildo in your ear or sticking the fingers up behind you? Because if you're not, it's not Sky Sports, that's all I'm saying. Um, but no, <laughs> other scenarios may occur while we're chatting or after we chat. It seems unlikely, though. Can I just say, if we finish recording in the pub and any massive news occurs while I'm on the train home you'll be hearing me talking on the train home <laughs> about that news because I'm not doing another one of these I've had enough of it already we've actually had an offer for the podcast in Chelsea they're offering like 200 million pounds but we've turned it down for now yeah we've turned it down yeah derisory yeah we've turned it down Bowley's is like going to go come back for like 250 million and we're, we're considering that it's like you know, we love Brighton, but we kind of thinking about whether we can actually, you know, feed our kids and like and our, and our siblings in Ecuador, and it's important to do that. 
absolutely ten siblings and all that. Yeah, I've got a thousand siblings. Bringing it back neatly to Casado, so so yeah, we had the two or three beds. Apparently, there's a ninety million bed. We don't know if that's true or not. I've not heard that. Uh, all we do know is that Andy Layla, who is a voice piece for the Albion unofficially, has said there's nothing happening. Uh, friends that we have who have connections to the club say the same. It seems nothing's happening now. And our old friends on Twitter, I say our old friend, we don't know him at all, but Brizio Romano, who has been shit-stirring the shit out of this, is now saying there's nothing happening with it. So we're pretty sure nothing's going to be happening on Caicedo. I've been saying that the whole of this window anyway. What I do want to say about this is, though, that um, the, the agent element, the agitation element, repulses me. I despise this about football. Don't know how you guys feel about it. The, essentially what Fabrizio Romano does, he's got something like 37 million followers on Twitter. Something insane. insane number. It might be 13 million, actually. Um, but all he does, he, he's a he's gone-for-hire journalist. Uh, fine, that's okay. Franchise. Not a journalist. Uh, free, freelance, that's fine. He's not a journalist. That's, that's fine, but that's Jones not what he is. Reports the news. Reports the news. This guy... From what I can tell, is taking fates from agents, allegedly. I can't say he is. But I mean, he clearly I, is. But he clearly must be clearly doing is. something like that, because all he comes up with is shit that seems to follow. He's relevant otherwise. He follows, follows the narrative of agents. He's been there to agitate with Caicedo. He was pushing Cucurella to Man City and then yeah. jumped very quickly to Cucurella to Chelsea. Somebody published a list of all the things he got wrong and the things he got right. I thought that was brilliant. There's a massive list in the former column, not many in the latter column. But the latter column probably got him a lot of money. Exactly, that's the thing. It's a mercenary and soulless existence. He's absolute For, scum. Fabrizio, if you're listening to us, we think you're scum, we think you're a mercenary, we think you are a soulless individual. But come on the show and justify yourself if you want. <laughs> no, but he'll charge us for it. Peter. We get three and a half million viewers though. No, so 20 it's... minutes is about 100 quid just to speak to him. Maybe worth paying that to us to get three and a half million listeners. No. So I, we could absolutely just crucify him. I genuinely, I genuinely think no on that one. But crucify him. You can if you want. Put the boot in. But on the subject of uh, agents, um, I can't stand the bloke. I absolutely hate well, him. Football agents as a whole, though, are like pretty awful, aren't they? They yeah. basically like feed off people who actually have talent and have nothing themselves, except the fact that they're like smooth talking assholes. The manufacturer of information bugs me as well. I was talking with Matthew earlier on about. Uh, Arsenal Twitter fans and uh, you, you're rolling your eyes at the time you look like you're about to do the same now this isn't all of them mainly all those the ones who haven't seen Arsenal ever before in their life well, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that, that was fans, the point we made uh, that's the point we made but, but like you're never going to get a sensible opinion or argument on Twitter it's just the whole platform is just well you've seen it all this week I've seen like Slave Labour was one yeah there was one what's the other one from today and that's somebody was on three and a half thousand a year a, a week apparently lowest, which is yeah, not yeah, actually bad. slave labour is it really and that is also completely utter bullshit and yet uh, despite being denied by a billion and one people people kept saying it didn't there they there was also someone else as well who said that they, they should like appeal to the courts for like for like the fact that they are blocking him like, kind of, like work transfer today which is brilliant and by four o'clock they could have got a judgement I don't, I don't know how they realize how the British courts were but that's like it's it's shocking, but Matthew, I, know, I sympathise with you because you're an Arsenal, a proper Arsenal fan, yeah. and you get a bunch of bellends yeah. online, yeah. come up with shit, and it makes you look bad. Yeah. 
because you're an Arsenal fan and they're an Arsenal fan, or they say they're Arsenal fans. You know, you want to get into Europe. You want to be yeah. one of those teams competing at the top. This we can have ballads too. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened. We can have ballads. We, we've had it though. We had your match from Iran. And the minute we did anything like around the rainbow, we're going to have stuff, you know, stuff like gay rights. They, they're like Iranian fans for last week. feet no, going no, no, like, no. it's illegal, it's like horrendous. He, he's talking about our fans will become Belens yeah. online. No, no, but... Some but of they, them already are, to be fair. No, no, but Correct. they were our fans, socially. Oh, were they? Because Japan Badge was playing yeah, for us. only because they were Iranians, though. Yeah, because Japan Badge was playing for us. So they weren't notionally yeah, Brighton yeah, fans. Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't... Yeah, I know what you mean. And I know what you mean. They might. They may be Arsenal fans. None of whom. Yeah, I don't think that London the, at all. the people we're talking about are any more connected with Arsenal. I don't think yeah. the people that. Would it, shouldn't it? I don't think the people that we're talking about are any more connected with Arsenal than the Iranians and the South Africans are connected with Brighton. So, when, when can we all agree we all despise yeah. plasticity and social media dickheads? Yes. But, but also, can I say, I despise more people who, who are in England who support teams millions of miles away. And have no connection whatsever. So Man U fans are next. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, at least if you're in Kenya or you're in, you know, kind of like Saudi Arabia, you've probably got a limited choice. Whereas at least yeah. if you've got a connection over here. What about like Liverpool fans living in London? No, but he gets a connection. He gets a connection, right. <laughs> Lawrence, over to you, sir. I have a tenuous connection. Have a connection. <laughs> but that's the point. That is like, yeah, right, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I, I do have a connection. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, people, people say, I, I have a, a favoured son now. And in some ways, I quite like him to talk Man City because maybe in 20 years' time, Man City will be like crap. And he'll be able to say, when I was a baby... Man City were the best team in Britain, so. And he also follows Wilson, man. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So that's quite a good combination. <laughs> so. What's, who's that bloke? Is it Wilson's got that bloke? Wilson Raider. Raider, yeah. You've got no fans, you've got no ground. Yeah, he's actually been. You've got no fans. Actually, you, you want some, I'll give it to you. He's actually been signed by Chelsea today. Bowie's offered like about 50 million for him and he's like gone. And they're number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> You want it, mate? Come on. Chelsea might not be like that anyway, to be fair. Yeah, we'll just blend into the crowd. Yes, we won't fleece you too brutally here, Lawrence, tonight. I understand what it's like. Let's do Chelsea, though. Let's do that. Well, let's do that. And can I just mention Andy Jacobs? Andy Jacobs is a um, a guy on Talk Sport. Sorry, Talk Shite Radio. You're also publicising it now, which is what you want. It is. I, I really hope none of our listeners, all three of them, will ever tune in to talk sport. But you are talking about it, which is what he wants. Literally, that whole, that whole rap I know, about I know. what he wanted. It's about. the audio of a clickbait. Yeah. I know, I know. But, but, he, he's been on there with a load of arrogant shit talking about Brighton fans being arrogant. I know, it's hilarious. He's a Chelsea fan saying Brighton it's fans like, are arrogant. He like is work, the, work, the work, definition work. of the most arrogant of all Chelsea it's fans. Not even worth That's a fucking tough market, mate. He literally wants you to talk about that. It's like literally... He, and he we're is, doing it. He is doing it to like get publicity. Because he's a knob. I don't think he... I think he's doing it because he's a miserable slot. Honestly, I don't think he even cares about his job, to be honest. I, I genuinely don't think that's the case. The reason he's employed and continues to be employed by TalkSport is that reason. But I don't think he has that agenda. I think they do. I don't think he cares. I think he's just a miserable shit. However, he, he's essentially calling us arrogant for being proud of how well we're run and how well we're finding our markets in terms of sales. Yeah, I mean, any Chelsea fan who calls anyone arrogant is hilarious. I mean, that's I know, it is funny, yeah. 
and he goes, oh, we're fed up of hearing about Brighton. How much do you think we're fed up of hearing about Chelsea on national radio? Yeah, we beat Chelsea 4-1. It's all under Chelsea playing shit, basically. We beat Liverpool 3-0. What was it about, Peter? Uh, Liverpool was shit. 2-1 win? Liverpool was shit. What about I the mean, win? We were shit as well. Our players have been shit. I know. Dunk said we were shit, but we still beat Liverpool. And we don't want to be unkind. Also, the Arsenal game, there's a lot of talk about how we, you changed 10 players for the League Cup game. No talk about how we changed eight. Similarly, in the league game, all I saw on the BBC website was Hayes was out. You took the two fullbacks off. And they mentioned that our whole like half our team was out. Oh, like, Tim Port midfield, yeah. McAllister and uh, I stayed up. We're missing. Yeah. And it's just frustrating. It's like literally all you get is like Hayes is out. Oh, I'll do it well and Hayes is out that sort of thing. Rather than actually Brighton and Sado and McAllister out. Man, out four other players out. But what about that two-one win at Man U? What was that about? Was that about us being good? Hayes that was about VAR failing them, obviously. You know. Even though they had all decisions their way, you know. Right of reply, though. I mean, we're not, we're not having to go at Arsenal there in regards it's to that, media, by the way. That's about the media. media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, 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 you had the opportunity to beat us, and you, you did, you took it. That's that's the sign of a title-winning team. That's all I'll say about that. That's nothing, nothing against you guys at all. It's just about the media perception. It's, 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 Arsenal without Jesus yeah. beat Brighton gets clicks. Yeah. Brighton without Kesebo lose to Arsenal doesn't get clicks. It doesn't. And that's just the way it is. Ars- Arsenal without Caicedo, different matter. I didn't mention either way. Arsenal without Caicedo would be a different matter, of course. <laughs> we, we are. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 and will be forever. Maybe you'll get a mention of that. <laughs> the weekend at Arsenal without Casado lost. Yeah, to, uh, maybe. Yeah, Casado lost Arsenal. Yeah. Hopefully not lost. Hopefully beat whoever. Right. Next up, can I just say there's a load of very good journalism. I can't. Okay, I'll stop then. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead with it. Despite can what we you're saying. We seem to be all like short beers. Short beers. Can, well, just before we do, very very quickly, one one final thing in part one. Um, Andy Naylor, we, we like Andy Naylor in terms of he's fine, he's a respectable journalist, he's a born and bred Brightonian, he's a Stoke fan, uh, whatever that means. So, yeah, people have like, we've got the cup, we've got a Stoke away in the cup, if you're recording the Andy Naylor's Derby. Yeah. He's been getting loads of abuse as being a Brighton fan on, on social media, which is funny because he's I'm not. Arsenal fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I do, I do think he's the weak link in the chain. He's on, Basically, the Athletic podcast is very good. I recommend it to anyone. And they have the best of the podcasts from all over the Premier League. And I've got to say, Andy is not the most enduring and captivating of presences when he comes on. He doesn't come on enough, and when he does, it's not that impressive. I think he doesn't come on enough because he's not that impressive. Is this yourself, Mitch, to get on the Athletic podcast? That's what I'm saying. Get rid of Andy Naylor and get me on. I'll do a better job. Honestly, though, when we're having chats on podcasts, I'm not talking about us two. I'm talking about the contributors we have on. Jack, Andy, Andy, Andy. There's about four Andys. They're all good. He's not drunk. He actually had quite a lot. Yeah, they're, they're all four Andys. And Jack's spot on. He's on the podcast. Jack's brilliant. Alan's brilliant. Um, Richard, when we get Richard, it's brilliant. You're moderate. You're, you're not too bad. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm not saying we're amazing or anything, but I think we're just reasonably intelligent guys who happen to decide to do a podcast, and our contributors, our friends, our collaborators, 
are as pertinent and as sharp and maybe a bit more incisive than he is on a number of occasions. That's not to say he's not a good journalist. I'm sure he, he does a club for us about He will also stop all that, yeah, yeah. But I find him quite flat when he's talking on the athletic podcast. It's re- it is a bit dead. It feels a bit, it feels a bit local. It feels a bit local. I'm not calling anyone unfit. Have you seen the state of me? You're not getting the joke. I know, I know. And you do know there's a there's a sweatshirt called Russell Athletic. I'm going to get one made called Russell Unathletic. Because <laughs> that is the most Anyway, I think we're going to get to one large order, so we just we are, yeah. So we're going to round up part one here, but can I just say, Andy, up your game, mate. Honestly, you, you've got the potential. I, I'm not saying that. I think, <laughs> I think, I think your game's Bloody pretty Bloody hell, the boot's in. I've been paid off by the club to like, sit back up him. <laughs> right, that's I'm getting six one. grand a week. What we're doing in part two, we're, we're going to talk about the Liverpool game a bit. We're going to talk about more transfer window news, if we get any more, and various other bits and pieces. We probably won't know. But that's the end of part one anyway. Thank you so far to Peter, Matthew and Lawrence, who are looking grinning inanely in a, in a really disturbed way, which probably means they want more. We'll be back in a moment, folks. Right, part two. We've got more beers in. We're refueled. By the way, we haven't mentioned where we are, Peter. We are in... The Pembury Tavern in Hapley Downs sort of area, sort of thing. Sort of area. Yeah. Well, it's right near the station. Yeah, I'd Hapley say it's Downs, very, yeah. very much in Hapley Yeah, the Hapley Ups and the Hapley Downs. Yeah, yeah. So we are the Pembury Taverners tonight, yeah. yes. It's a religious experience. Yeah. We're going to move to the Tavernistas after tonight. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is you, it's me, it's Matthew and Lawrence, who we heard from We have a new guest. We have two two other people, well, three other people are with us. Well, Fiona, two people and a dog. I was going to count the dog it's as a person. not a people, though, is he, really? It's like okay, well, dog. it's your missus and the dog. So it's Fiona and Duke. And we have your friend Ed, who's a QPR fan. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Me, me and Ed and Lawrence were, and Fee were at the game where QPR lost to Charlton penalties in the first round of the League Cup this year. And obviously then that carried a theme through to a, yeah, a later round of the League Cup. I don't think Ed wanted you <laughs> to say that, to be well, honest. Nor did we, to be honest, given that what happened to us as well. Well, let's bring you in. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Well, you've been with us all evening, having, having beers, and they've been great, haven't they? Oh, yes. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Russ and Pete. Uh, I think QPR in many ways were trendsetters in August, um, being first round victims of Charlton Athletic. <laughs> On but, <passes> as well. <laughs> yeah, here we are in the Pembury Tavern, and it's transfer deadline day, and there's about five minutes to go until the deadline. And I've just checked my phone, and QPR have released two players and not signed anybody. And I don't think there's any rumours of any signings. It's like three million, so, <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just hanging on for survival in the championship yeah. uh, this season. That seems to be the ambition. What's your What's your view on Michael Beale and his like his loyalty and stuff? Yeah, uh, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? <laughs> it seems to be in the rearview mirror. He was very loyal yeah. for about five seconds, and then really unloyal five seconds later. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, He's gone to another Rangers, I suppose. That's all you can say. <laughs> <laughs> he kept it in the Rangers family, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the video of the QPR fan. It went up to, like, Glasgow and, like, stood outside the ground with, like, a poster up saying, like, Michael Beale's not loyal, something like that. It was, like... It's a real effort to be fed. That was commitment. That's the kind of shit you would have pulled, isn't it? Not really, no. I, mean, I, <laughs> I would have done it. 
I can't say I saw that. That, but, that was um, commitment, though. It's like genuine, like, you, I'm not. Like, I'm not committed or loyal enough. It's like I brought to the sign up saying like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as I say, I mean, without a payment for the Premier League for financial parachute payments, you're basically screwed in the Championship. Yeah. So uh, here we go. I guess uh, just sort of propping up, propping up the rest of them. Yeah, you, you were saying under Beal, you uh, there or thereabouts, there was a little bit of fluctuation in form, but you were right in the mix. And after he left, I think it was, did you say it was one win in 14 or something? Yeah, one win in 14 or 15, I think it is yeah. now. Yeah, so it's, it's dismal stuff. Brutal, isn't it? But that's that's how football can be. That's how football can be. And Matthew in the background is, is looking going, oh, I'm not, I'm not used to this. Oh, one, one win in 15. <laughs> <laughs> it really can't go that way, can it? I just, what I was thinking is, as a mate of mine, uh, who his first ever game he went to, his uncle, a big QPR fan, took him to QPR against Man United, and Man United spanked QPR 4-1, he ended up supporting Man United. Oh, Sad no. day for his uncle. No. He didn't know that, was it QPR one? Was it 4-1 against Man United? That was pretty epic, was it? Are, are you referring to the New Year's Day massacre? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 1991. Yeah. I thought you were. Um, it was actually Dennis Bailey, a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. There weren't many clubs that. I think it was the only. I think he became an electrician afterwards. But um, it was one of the only. Well, I said the only, but like one of the earliest times that Ferguson had an ashen face, I suppose you can say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. It's, it's a sad time because I sort of growing up QPR was a Premier League or top division team and fairly undisputed in that and now they're very much not yeah it's a bit of a shame and these things come in cycles and that's why we all say we just appreciate the moments when they come I think you want to have your, your time again I'm sure yeah um, it's a I mean you, earlier on tonight you were talking about Brighton playing league fixtures against Dagenham yeah um, and that's in very recent living memory. So, yeah, 12 years ago, kind of thing. So, yeah, like it's cyclical, and um, hopefully Dagenham and Brighton aren't meeting in the league anytime soon from your perspective, but these things do change. Um, and uh, you just got to hope that that's true. There's an awful lot of teams who we've played and been below in recent years. Scunthorpe bottom of the conference, National League, and struggling. Looking like they're going to go down, looking really struggling. But for a long time, they're above us in the league. They were a league above us mainly, or or if they were in the same league, they're well above us. And yeah, it just takes one amazing owner or one terrible owner or both. And, and we, we've drawn Stoke in the cup, yeah. who we lost three 0 to last time. They were Premier League. Quite they were solid, solid cloggers yeah. in the Premier League. Funny enough, Stoke scored all their goals from long throws. Yeah, and we were passing. Could have thought it. We could <laughs> pass them off the pitch, but lose three 0 to them. Yeah. And we were in the Championship or League One. At that yeah, point. there's a lot of arrogance around Brighton fans thinking we could like pass out, out past Stoke. It's like what Arsenal were doing at the time. Oh. They were like doing long throws to Arsenal. This is what's brilliant. It's like, why do we think that a League One team would do that? We were in League One. We drew them in the cup. We went on social media while well, there's some messages. We did, but people, a lot of people did. Like, yeah. We're gonna we we pass teams off the pitch. We're gonna pass you off the pitch. It's like Arsenal could do that. You know, I could do that at the time. So <laughs> why do we think we could do that when we were in League One? A Stoke fan came on and goes, "You're not going to do that. What's going to happen is 
we're going to suppress the space, we're going to squeeze things. You're going to be pressed, you're going to give the ball away, you're going to give throw-ins. Throw-ins are normally not a problem, but we've got Rory to lap. That's going to be a big problem. And then we're going to throw those in. And if you manage to defend that, you've got a corner. That's a really big problem as well. You defend that, you'll probably get out for another throw. And they described exactly how yeah. it's going to go. It's all okay. We got a six foot eight you. keeper at the time, but he couldn't catch. Yeah. So it didn't go. There was like all, at least two of the goals were from him, like with his hands out in the middle of the air, going nowhere. We lost and three nil. We lost three nil. Guess how two of the goals were scored? Yeah. <laughs> and and the best bit was in our arrogance, we started olaying when we were dominating the ball, as they just sat back and thought whatever, and we passed it around them. For about 15 minutes, no avail, 3-0 down, O-laying them, which got a, a, a laugh from both sets of support. It was actually pretty funny, to be fair. But yeah, we, were, we were, didn't even get close to that. Yeah. Even to a blow, even to a goal, we didn't get close is, to that. But the point is, we've drawn Stoke in the next round after beating Liverpool, which we are yet to talk about, by the way. We'll get on to that in a moment. But we're, we're in the next round, fifth round, Stoke away, and we've got to go into it with confidence. The tables have been turned. I can't say we'll definitely win it, but... And they've not got the lap anymore. How will we be on a cold Tuesday or Wednesday night in Stoke? We're going to actually find out. It's going to be 25 degrees. Early March in Stoke. (laughs) It's going to be sub, sub. I think it's a big test, and your new brand of football and how you want to play. But we also did go to Middlesbrough. I suppose Barrett Middlesbrough are a different tactic, but... Yeah, it's Stoke are the same Stoke that Stoke used to be. Yeah, then. not sure. It's Alex Neil, isn't it now? So I, I don't know. I don't I'll know. be honest. If I given that chance and start the Dryer taking it, yeah. they're not doing great championship. They're not having a great season. We are trying to pass the ball would, around with better players honestly, than when we're in League I'd One. I honestly say <laughs> why they're taking that draw. <laughs> what I wouldn't have taken is bloody Man U, City, and Tottenham avoided you, which is really annoying. You can take one. I really wanted them. Yeah, and actually, I'd say I even yeah. at home have confidence. It's City that the bloody one who I would not want. Because our style well, of play. Tottenham like City, City, so Tottenham beat City, and yeah. then we'll play Tottenham. City, City aren't that great this season, but our <laughs> style of play literally walks into their style of play. We play open football, which they love, because they want. The teams that beat them, the Palace and Southamptons, they play sit back and play counter football. They don't play Tottenham as well. They don't play like open. Try and play them at their own game football. We go and try and play City at their own game, and we're not good at it compared to them because no one is. If you go and play City's way against City, you're not going to win because they're the best team in the world. Probably. They're the only team I don't you feel we've got. Them a different, our, yeah, we haven't got our teeth into them. We've got we? one win in eleven against them, and that was in a game where they were, and we've lost all yeah, the others. And it was a game where it was irrelevant to them. They not they won but the league. But Tottenham like beating City, so let them do that. Yeah, and then we'll play Tottenham in the sixth round. Or actually, it's a sick game with Grimsby and Luton. Well, Tottenham can play Man U. keep playing Grimsby and then, like, yeah, get into the final with that, you know. We'll have Grimsby, Sunderland, Fleetwood, or wherever. Fleetwood away would be good in six rounds, we could get new ground. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, there any of those in there. Fleetwood's the one, Fleetwood's the one we, there. We both and have. And they've got an all non-Premier League four, so they've got Shigwenti to beat, and, but they've got Burnley or Ipswich, so there's a, a whole non-Premier League kind of fixture there. Peter and I just have Fleetwood, Barrow and... The postponed Harrogate. I've got Wimbledon to do, well. and you've got Wimbledon. That's it. I was going That's to ask it's called off. And Fleetwood are in there. Fleetwood are in there, Peter. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Anyway, let's move on. Very quickly talking about the Liverpool game. Speaking of the cup, two-one win. What, what you were there, I wasn't. Your quick take on it? It's a pretty even game to us. Hmm. Yeah. 
hard to argue. Yeah, I think a draw would have been pretty fair result if it wasn't that Liverpool became like basically Wimbledon in the 1980s in the last 10 minutes and basically just tried to dirty kick us off the pitch. Yeah. That's the dirtiest Liverpool that's, team I've ever seen. That's, I mean, that's the only reason we deserve to win because Liverpool decided to just kick. Do you say you saw some of the game, Matthew? I did, yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on it? I thought, I thought you were by far the better team in the game. Keep, um, keep talking. Yeah, and I felt <laughs> Liverpool probably should have had two sentences off. Yeah. And, and I don't know, just a lot of the refereeing decisions seem to go their way yeah. um, during the game. There's, there's a few, like, right from the start. Welcome to our world. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to my world. I know what it's like. Um, but it, it felt right from the start. I can't remember um, who's the defender, Liverpool defender. Canate. Canate, yeah. He jumped over, was it McAllister? Yeah. And got, got a free kick for it. See, I thought that was like, I thought that was a free kick because we've kick. moaned about the fact that players give their back to players no, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I know what you say about the Kane thing, but. Yeah, see, I only saw it live, so I didn't see a replay like that. But things like little things like that. Yeah, it's, it's different to the Kane thing. Kane backs into people and causes them to tumble. In I thought McAllister ducked a little bit. He just ducked. He ducked. He ducked. But I don't think it's the same as the Kane thing. Anyway, anyway, that's a minor. Minor matter. But it's interesting. You got more stronger views tonight. That's not the case. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought until the last ten minutes, you can't quite see. Like, yeah. I thought the last ten minutes it was a pretty even game, but then, then Liverpool basically just kicked. I don't know what happened, but they decided to kick it. That's yeah. the dirtiest I've ever seen yeah. Liverpool. Henderson could have got a red. Canate could have got a second yellow or a red, and it could have been reviewed on VAR on the basis of a straight red scenario. It can't be on the basis of a second yellow, but yeah. on the first. First red it could have been, yeah. and McCoy's on HIV. ITV, ironically, was like I, I, looked, I recorded the TV clips, and he was yeah. like, "I don't think it was a foul." And then he looked at the replay, like, "Oh my god, yes, it was." It was like, yeah. it's yeah. like an elbow to the neck, basically. And that's the point. Really that's the point of VAR. Yeah. Have a look at the replays. Yeah. You can look at it on the basis of a like, red card. Ali McCoy's there watching it, going, "Yeah, that's a pretty bad foul." Yeah. Where's, where the referees are? He's played the game. Well, we had the previous week at Leicester, where they mentioned the day were like, "There's a clip of like kind of the fact yeah. that well, well, yeah, well, well, it doesn't look too obvious a foul." Where about the first two times? Probably is, but not too obvious. Third one, you obviously see the fact he poked the ball past it, and, and there's close up, and yeah. the, the fact the guy kicked his leg. Yeah. It's like, what are they doing? Utterly, why are they not? Yeah. Sh- why are they not looking at that? And, and it's because, because it's Lee Mason. Or because it's Lee Mason as well. He hates us. Yeah, we basically yeah. ditched Lee Mason's whole career because that's, he, that's yeah. free kick dunk against West Brom. That changed. That was his career. He never really game after that. Yeah, so but, he hates us. But, yeah, they could have had up to three red cards in that game. They probably should have had two. Henderson, arguable. The Fabinho... Do you mean Robertson, arguably? Robertson, yeah. yeah not Henderson. Uh, yeah, sorry, Robertson, yeah, yeah. I was wondering where Henderson came in. Yeah, he doesn't. He's pretty ineffectual. <laughs> send him off anyway, send him off. Um, Fabinho, though, I mean, the, the very no. epitome of... A red card scenario. There's a player who's the fact that PGML admitted to it showed how bad. Yeah, they've, they've, they've taken they really out <laughs> under Howard Webb. They've taken to being very earnest and very honest about decision making after the event. I applaud that. That's great. It doesn't do us any favours though at the moment. All we all we're finding out is that we definitely should have had decisions. Isn't Swarbrick quite happy in the VR thing as well? It's like he's in his face with like. Clients. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But ultimately, um, we, we've been deprived of decisions that wouldn't have affected the game because they were they were late in the match. Um, McAllister wouldn't have scored the goal, but it was a, a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, Ferguson, middle of the field, nothing going on. 
it did have quite potential. Weird, though. It's, like, it's not even like it was like a death knew. As soon as yeah. he did it, yeah. he, 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 he was oh, full of yeah. contrition and apology. Yeah, yeah it's funny because I, I showed the feed after the, 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 the feed. He would have welcomed the right call. She normally doesn't give a shit about football, but she was like, kind of yeah. get quite angry, a little bit annoyed about that, didn't you? Yeah. The Fabinho tackle. It, it would have been the most. The tackle, the, the conf- Brazilian tackle. It would have been the most comfortably received red card of all time. Yeah. He was expecting it. He was accepting it. Pretty much already walking off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike Andy Carroll, who could have got sent off about eight times, he was shaking his head when he finally got sent off. Anyway, we won't get into that. But um, no, it's pretty frustrating. It wouldn't have affected the game because you know that foul is the foul, and it's a free kick, and it's a red card. That's what should have happened. Would that have affected the game? If anything, it might have force the draw rather than the win because they might have gone deeper so it doesn't affect us as, as a team but Ferguson is now but arguably he facing... got away with that foul because of the, the fact that Canati got away with it exactly yeah and the Canati thing and we that might... should have been red a few minutes earlier and a free cup on the edge of the area you never know you never know we've got some talented players up there as it was we had one of the goals of the season I think probably arguably yeah. I mean, if, you, if you look at it it's like it's very close in but Mitoma's touch Chef's kiss. Two touches for the goal. Lawrence, <laughs> I say Lawrence is obviously a uh, big fan of Japan. Yes. <laughs> obviously, and Mitomo Mito- Mito- as well is obviously a, uh, become, I think, quite a big player for Japan over the next few years. Yeah, no, he, he looks very good. It's an incredible touch, obviously, really great to see, obviously, uh, Japanese, uh, Japanese uh, soccer like improving over the uh, Yeah, we should explain that Lawrence is a Japanophile? A Japanophile, yeah. So is that a word? I, I, yeah, I used, I used to live in Japan and my wife used to live in Japan as well, so. Uh, I feel obviously I, I used to watch a high school baseball when I lived in Japan, and now it's obviously yeah. great to see uh, soccer overtaking. Uh, and you football. can you can confirm it's Mitoma, not uh, Mitoma. Well, Mitoma. I was uh, like in Japan. There's no stress, so it's like it's flat, yeah. isn't it? Mitoma. Mitoma. Yeah, Mitoma. No. So. <laughs> Mitoma. No stress, tell you what. There's no, no stress at all. So it's no stress. So what I'm saying is, we can go, Mitoma, ma, ma, Mitoma. Or the commentary from Japan on the commentary is like, Mitoma, Mitoma. Oh, yes. That's been going viral, isn't it? The Japanese commentary of a Brighton game. That's mad. That's mad. It's commentary. Well, if you hear the pant, you can hear the Japanese commentary. It's amazing. Like, it's like, like randomly, like, talking to Japanese, saying, stupid all. It's like, and then it's like, kind of like, cross, it's like, My wife was smiling at that, I have to say. It was amazing it was commentary. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it also did Amex Stadium as well at one point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. In, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's like being in Wales. The and, like, number of Japanese fans turning up at games now, it's off the scale. It's brilliant. Anyway, Ed is leaving. Thank you to Ed for your contributions. Great to meet you. All the best for QPR for the season. Thank you. And we'll break the news on their major signings after you've left. Hope to play Brighton in the Cup before too long, because I don't think we'll be playing in the league. (laughs) Well, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Let's let's say yes to that. Let's hope for the league and Premier League soon. Yeah, Premier League, yeah. Soon. Yeah, could be. That's it. Brilliant. All the best. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. And so we round off this with a few other points. Let's go to it, Peter. What have you got? What have you got? Right. Transfer window update. Is there any more news? Let's have a look at that while Not we're talking. Not that I've seen. Um, let's have a look through. Transfers completed. A summary of what's happened Fernandes so far. Fernandes going to like Chelsea seems to be the main thing. Uh, what's the major transfer news? We, t- we talked about Mudrick, haven't we? And um, we've talked about 
I say though, obviously, we talked about Trossard. John J. Shelby's gone to Nottingham Forest. Oh, God. That's that 83rd signing of, of the month. The last half hour. Chelsea agree British record 105.6 million fee. I love the way you're all on your phones <laughs> bouncing off headlines. That's yeah. great, yeah. This is proper. He's <laughs> proper journalism. Never mind Sky Sports. <laughs> Fuck you, Sky Sports. And this is the proper stuff. And they're better than the fact that people won't listen until about two days later. So they will be exactly, like, oh, I know yeah. this. It's <laughs> breaking news when we're talking, but utterly but irrelevant no one else is two, years, two days later. Yeah. Uh, you've got to love podcasts, haven't you? I can't stand them personally. I never listen to them. Uh, Brooks wrote to announce the signing of Lamare Bogard from Aston Villa. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, uh, sort of, yeah. Uh, while we're looking at other stuff, just to give ourselves a bit of a buffer time, the weekend in general... Spurs have got Porro. Peter, Peter, now honestly, we've got to talk about this. Cadra. Uh, oh, that reminds me, but I, I say most random transfer of the window, if it goes through, is Matt Doherty to Atletico Madrid. That has to be the most random <laughs> yeah. transfer of all time. It's like Ryan, a player who was pretty average at Wolves. Right. Going to Atletico Matthew, Madrid. you've got connection to this. He, you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Matt Doherty played for Spurs, so there's an obvious thing there. But he's an Arsenal fan, and you are an Atletico Madrid fan, as well as Arsenal, aren't you? No, sort of, sort of. Right, just was that a tenuous thing? Because my dad lives in Madrid and yeah. I don't like Real. Yeah. So it's probably about Who likes Real? Exactly, exactly. No one likes Real. Yeah. That'll do for me. They're pretty yeah. disgusting. However, I do think now, you know, Matt Doherty can enjoy the rest of the season watching Arsenal do well without feeling. It is a bizarre transfer that had. <laughs> that must run an update. Harry Kane's supposedly an Arsenal fan. He is an Arsenal fan. Mm. Mm. You, watch, you watch footage of Arsenal right, winning the uh, yeah. double or 2004 going invincible. You see Harry Kane in the crowd. But you say, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, it's like, he, he's literally a player who was okay at Wolves, who's like brought in for the Tottenham Reserve. He's now going to say, we're really one of the best teams in Europe yeah. at one point. Yeah. They're not necessarily anymore, but it's like, it's a bizarre transfer. Yeah. But, but Trippier went there as well, didn't he? And that wasn't, yeah. that was well, yeah. a bit... Yeah. Trippier's yeah. a lot better than Doherty. He is, though. he is, but it's done wonders for him. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's come back, he's an incredible player. He's a lot better player than, yeah. than Doherty was. He can toes and win, free, win penalties. Yeah. But I think he's better now. He's come back, he's come back a much better player than he was when he went. Probably, but he also was also a better player when he went. Can I just say that again? He stamps on toes and win, yeah, wins penalties. You don't sound bitter at all, I've got yeah. to say it again. <laughs> Outrageous decision. Um, Albion Lonees, Kadra, he scored a consolation goal in a 4-2 defeat on his debut. And then scored He's now started Cup. and he scored. Oh, and he, play, he could have played tonight because they, they were playing Birmingham Yeah, tonight. well, uh, he played at the weekend and he scored the second goal. Uh, which was a bit of a cracker, actually. Um, in the game against, um, Black, was it Black? Blackburn, yeah. Is that and they team? lost tonight 1-0. The team he was on loan to before. They lost tonight 1-0. Yeah. Connolly. Trusty scored an 100 minute own goal. That was, he wasn't, he wasn't trusty then. <laughs> if Emerson was badly named, Trusty scored a 100 minute own goal. <laughs> Does he have Untrust- a savings bank? Should we call us untrusty? Really? Does he have a savings bank? Trusty savings bank. You won't know that one, will you? Anyway, that's that's an old school joke. Yeah. Anyway, um, also we've got we've got um, Aaron Connolly, our favourite player, that exciting prospect. He scored two goals against Spurs in a three 0 win at the Amex. I'm sure you'll appreciate Matthew. Absolutely. 
and his career went off the rails from there. His attitude went off the rails. Uh, he's gone to Hull, which is managed by Liam Rossini, a former Albion player, and he started well. And he got a brace and was involved in the third goal as Hull scored three he goals. I'm going to ignore that. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he scored two goals and set another one up. Uh, pretty good going. Is this the start of a new renaissance for him, which could involve some money for us? I think, yeah, it might, it might involve some money for us. It yeah. won't involve him coming back to us, probably, so... No chance. Can I say, the one person who's like got a really good record, Aaron Connolly, is V. She uh, saw one game and he scored two goals against Spurs. That was her one game for Brighton, watching Brighton, wasn't it? Absolutely. So I'll actually, if he takes the field onto games every time, then actually he, he might score the goals. Or you can go to loads of whole games. Do you fancy that, Fee? No. <laughs> you can go to a, a whole lot of games. Oh, no, that's as bad as... Oh, that's terrible. That's, ter that's really bad. Thank you, that's truly... Uh, you Honestly, know, it's a compliment. Ironic. Yeah, yeah. Women's team, can I just say, I love this, right? Matthew, wh what do you know Brighton as in terms of... How are they referred to? Seagulls. The Seagulls, yeah. or... The Seagulls. She That's it. <laughs> Only ever known as the Albion. Oh, the Albion, yeah, of course. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because the Albion women's team played West Bromwich Albion away, and they won 7-0. We never get called the Albion in national media, apart from Jonathan Pierce, and that's because he lives in bloody Hove, and he's got a sense of that. And we played away to West Brom, beat them 7-0, and it said 7-0 win to the Albion on the on that ticker tape strap yeah. thing at the bottom of the Scots. <laughs> I thought, the one time they mentioned it, we're actually playing an Albion that's got more credi credibility as being called Albion than we have. You're not Burson then. Amazing. you got to love it, you got to love it. Not Burson then. No, not at all, no. Uh, Albion have made some good signings in the summer, haven't they, the women's team? Peter? Yeah. yeah. He's just nodding, he doesn't know yeah. the details, neither do no, I. The winter's, winter, the January window, you mean? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what you know, I mean. You know, I know what window it is, at least. I can't remember the names. Can I say the big signing of the window is uh, predictions competition favourite added by Boyojo signing yes. for Bolton. That's, that's exactly big, what I was going to say. Big kind of like kind of signing. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Well, good for you. I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> Any other news on the women's transfer front? Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, you haven't been checking, have you? Have you? No. <laughs> Any final transfer stuff? How high quality our podcast is. <laughs> I'm really glad you did this normally. No, I, I, I joking like aside, joking aside, there is an adamant... Um, it was quite low to start with. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> to quote Blackadder, it started badly, tailed off in the middle, and the least said about the, the end of it, the better, yeah. Um, no... <laughs> On, Can I talk on, to Duke for a little bit? On, on the transfer front, he's really got more to say. We're, we're talking final news, Peter. It's closing time at the pub. It must be closing time for the window. <laughs> the people, yeah. Have the we, have we sold? <laughs> the windows have slammed shut already. They've started putting the chairs on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard rumours. I love it they don't Sky Sports when the windows <laughs> shut. The windows are shut, but the tables are still unseated. They doesn't beat our like Harrogate pub, where they literally like started moving the tables and the chairs out of the way into like the corner. In fact, they started <laughs> lifting you away, didn't they? <laughs> that would take quite a lot of them. To... No, look. Final word on transfers. Any news? Is there any final news? No. 
I, I wasn't expecting we're it We're basically all. saying no one. We were talking earlier, Matthew, weren't we, that it was never going to be a thing with Costello once the club had dug their heels in. No, I mean, once you make that decision... I, I'm surprised Arsenal kept going back with... Yeah, like, I am, actually. You know, what do you make of Josh now as a scientist? Um, I think he's, he's good for, like we've said before, squad depth. Um, I don't think he'll be necessarily a, a starter. But, um, but yeah, he's a decent player. So yeah. I'm, I'm not unhappy with He'll it. He'll flesh and the squad out, won't he? Uh, he's done a pretty sexy photo shoot as well. So take penalties. Do you know what? I've only ever seen him take penalties for Italy. I'm half Italian. Too, and he's always fucking missed. Including against England. Yes, absolutely. Italy, he's awful. Chelsea was fine. Yeah. Yes, England in the Euros. Yeah, he was. And he, he gave us bloody hope, Mate. and then we fucked it up afterwards. He's the reason Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup. Is he? Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> so he's really good for Chelsea, really bad for Italy. He's now gone to Arsenal. It's, it's the best of three. Who knows what's <laughs> going to happen there? Ooh. He may not get a chance to be honest. No, no, he might not. No. But there we go. So thank so, you. Quickly though, one last yep. question: Are you going to win the league this year? Uh, no, we'll forget Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> you are a proper fan. It. That's a proper I'm fan. No, it's, a it's, a thing, it? it's a jinx I'm thing. It's a jinx thing, isn't it? It's a jinx thing. I'm not saying okay. that out loud. That, that, that's respect, to be honest. We'll probably win the league, and Brighton will probably be at end of Europe. Yeah, keep talking, Lawrence. Keep talking. Respect to that, Matthew, honestly. That's, that's spoken of. Matthew is a season ticket holder at Arsenal, aren't he? You're a proper fan. You're an actual fan. Not just some plastic twat on Twitter. You're an actual fan. And I respect those views, and you have the same. This is the beauty of it, isn't it? He's got the same mentality of any other fan. He goes, "Oh, we'll fuck it up. We'll fuck it up. Whatever no, no, it is, we'll no, fuck no, it up." The glory hunters, the glory hunters don't say that as a thing. It's like they, they exactly. Say it. He's a proper, but yeah, proper, exactly. proper, proper It's like always, oh, yeah. never going to say it because it's like you even if it. you're 15 points clear with five <laughs> games to go, and, and you've got a 25 better goal, you're way. never going like, <laughs> to commit to it, are you? Yeah. <laughs> we'll lose every other, every game five but, yeah. and lose on goal scored or something like. You're that. never going to commit to it. It's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. not that time we were getting promoted. Seven points clear with Newcastle. Seven points clear with Newcastle with three games to go. We're promoted, confirmed. Yeah. Win the title. All we got to do is get a win, a win out of three yeah. games, yeah. and then we have like we'll one. Did we do it? We'll, of course we'll, not. We're a goal up and a man up against Villa with like about ten, two minutes. Norwich, left. Norwich. And let a greenish goal between our. Norwich. Legs, we lost so. two nil. They had no shots on goal. Both shots came off the crossbar, hit our goalkeeper. From the same in. player as well, who we tried to sign at one point. Pritchard, the one guy I was talking I about. I do remember this. I remember being really happy for you that Brighton got promoted, but at the same time, like, And then Bristol City, we, we fucked up at home because we couldn't be asked to turn up. And then we went to Villa. We went. Agree, this scores a lot. Last minute equaliser, doesn't it? mentally, though. But before that, even, though. Yeah. yeah. Before oh, that, sorry. though, you mentioned before that, we literally went ahead. A penalty that was given for a red card for them to so one up against the man up. We missed two or three absolute open goals for us. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. And then they scored from like a 90th minute goal then, from Buddy Grealish. We're all there with blue and white curly wigs. And this Villa fan with his daughter, who was rather attractive actually, the daughter, not, not the father. And, um, <laughs> and they said, Oh, can we have your curly wigs? Went, if you want. I said, Just to confirm, you're Villa fans. He went, yeah. And you're coming into Birmingham Town Centre for the night? Yeah. So you're going into Birmingham Town Centre for the night in a blue and white wig and you're Villa fans. <laughs> and I went, yeah. I said, can you spot the problem with that? <laughs> you think they're going to get vilified. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's terrible yet slightly brilliant at the same time. <laughs>
And I think that's and a great that literally thing. sums me up. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this, this is the quality of these sort of broadcasts. This is what everyone tunes in. Exactly, yeah. It's for the oh, amateur. two people to it. <laughs> you and Russell. <laughs> no, I don't bother. <laughs> oh, shit. Some random weirdo from somewhere else. Shit, I don't bother either. Is that zero, then? <laughs> Fuck no, it. Lawrence, can you listen, please? <laughs> you you asked me to shoot you from Taiwan next time, mate. I, I will. Exactly. So. Because well, we've got this thing about the ratings, etc. Yeah, yeah. You were about to say, weren't you? Uh, we have people in the Philippines listening. We are the third Why rated Brighton podcast in the Philippines. <laughs> what a claim to fame. Or is it separate? <laughs> sport, it wasn't Brighton, it was sports. It was like, it was, sports. it was properly high up. It wasn't just Brighton. Not <laughs> these shitty Brighton podcasts can like, compete with us, compete with us in like, Singapore. <laughs> You cannot compete with that, can you? Yeah. Peter, it's been a pleasure as it's always. It's intellectual shit that you can't deal with. <laughs> Matthew, we've had you on Zoom before. We haven't had you in the pub. It's, it's nice been an absolute pleasure. It's good to catch it's up nice with you to again. Meet you in person. Yeah, it's been great. I really enjoyed it. Up the Albion, up the Gunners. Up the Arsenal, yeah. Up the Arsenal. That sounds a bit rude, <laughs> doesn't it? it? Always, always, no, never fails to amuse. Uh, Lawrence, thank you for joining us as well. Up the Reds and down against well, the Albion, obviously, well, always. Well, well, but also all. Congratulations to Brighton this year, not the um... Very magnanimous, I like that. Are you saying about to Duke? Oh, Duke, yeah. Duke, Goodbye, Duke. Duke, anything to say? No, nothing <laughs> at all. And Peter's on the half fee. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> How tantalising. <laughs> on that note, we shall sign out in the usual way by saying stand or fall. Up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.